0: I was told you were coming A slayer I'm so stuck It all like a, a cork in a bottle My ascension is almost at hand yes. I do like vampires I'm going to take a stand and say they're not good You like
1: it's It's fucking fantastic
0: I love that sound
1: Uh, the ice cream bar is this way
0: Ready? Yep one, two, three. Bam. God, I love that sound.
1: It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. All right, everybody. Welcome to Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh King. I'm Rex. And we're ready to give you the rundown of episode two of season one of Buffy the goddamn vampire slayer. And this episode is The Harvest. That is right. Um, fuck you, Rex. Fuck you, King. <laughs> so fuck we, you, Josh. Fuck you. Fuck me. Fuck you. So we caught some flack over, uh, uh, over our snippy, almost hostile way of saying fuck you to each other. And uh, I just wanted you to know that that's how we have fun here. We have a beer and we ream on each other. The best
0: friendships come from pure animosity.
1: Yeah. Uh, as Rex likes to describe it uh it is an adversarial friendship really i think it's just him trying to be better than me but uh i am better than you (laughs) see what i mean so are we gonna do a synopsis here uh yeah do you want the mom synopsis again i think we need a mom synopsis okay i specifically did not prepare for this because if it's not off the cuff it's not fun okay what are you doing joshua what's going on I was in the kitchen. I don't know what's going on. Tell me what's going on, Joshua. <laughs> okay, so Luke, the big guy, started off um, fighting Buffy, and she, she, uh, she, she like kicked him off. And then she ran away and she saved uh she saved Willow and Xander and she ran back to the school and they were like oh my god this sucks. And then the master was like oh, I'm so pissed at all of you. And then they and then the Buffy crew was like wait, maybe they're in the sewers. And then they were in the sewers. And then the master and his crew were like all right guys so there's a slayer but it's not going to be a problem so let's just do this harvest thing let's do it at the bronze and uh the buffy crew is like hey they're probably going to do it at the bronze and it all just worked out so well and the buffy crew shows up and the master crew shows up at the bronze just like everybody planned and buffy wins and good times were had it didn't suck now can i watch my show mom
0: have you ever thought that maybe your mom doesn't know what's going on ever because you're not very good at that?
1: <laughs> no, it's because she doesn't pay attention for 25 minutes of the episode and then asks why they're doing that. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Give,
0: give, give, give me more! Nights, I shall give walk in here. Hold
1: on. You've got something in your eye.
0: So, last episode, we left off with a cliffhanger of Buffy in a crypt and being attacked by Luke. <laughs> I ha- I looked up
1: after we recorded, and his name is, in fact, Luke. Yeah, goddammit, I was so disappointed. It's actually Luke. I was hoping it was going to be, like, Bob Rasmodus or something. <laughs> something ridiculous. No, it's just Luke. It's Luke. Uh, so- Luke shall bring about the apocalypse. <laughs> so over the top
0: i love it (laughs) so we open up with this scene and it's cut short really quick because she has the cross that angel gave to am i the
1: only one that thought it looked like they were banging the second the episode started a little bit (laughs) definitely
0: uh i don't think you're alone in that one
1: okay yeah just sorry 12 year old boy syndrome (laughs) moving along (laughs)
0: A little bit of a flashback because of watching this this show we watched when we were much younger. Oh my
1: god, I thought you were going to say a flashback because you were banging while you were watching Buffy. I have. Also good to know. (laughs) And too much information all at the same time. So you're saying, let's try and get through the actual synopsis and I'll I'll stop being the peanut gallery. No, I won't. We get a whole
0: lame sequence of cleaning up the end of the last episode killing off a couple of vampires buffy saves willow and xander Mm -hmm. jesse's taken and it's to me strikes me as just a quick like oh i don't know what we were gonna do with the end of the last episode they
1: (laughs) they let us keep the show am i am i the only one that (laughs) thought it seemed a little too easy like it was really just bad filmography
0: Yeah. When
1: Buffy saved Willow or Xander, the first one that she saved anyway. There is, I don't know if you noticed, but there's this
0: glorious uh, editing moment where Buffy runs up to the vampires, the two vampires. Suddenly her feet are are just in both of their chests. Right. At one one point, like at one camera angle, she is easily five to ten feet away from them. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, right up to them and punches one and kicks one both at the same time. And it's like, how did you cover that distance? And like, she, like, teleported up to them.
1: Yeah, she's not just preternaturally
0: strong. I was, she's... the editing on this first scene was awful. <laughs> it was <laughs> and so bad. It was, like, enough to where for just a moment, I thought, wait, what have we done? Why are we watching
1: this?
0: (laughs) Why did we make this choice? What are you
1: doing, Rex? (laughs) Why are you watching Buffy with Joshua? Also, the
0: biggest thing that, like, why did Luke just let her go? Why didn't he chase after her? Like, she runs out of the mausoleum, and they needed food,
1: but he just didn't follow her. That was so stupid. It's the same way that we try to avoid miscreants in the Meyer parking lot like we just want to take our groceries and go home and eat and then so the scene ends and it cuts
0: to intro but it cuts to intro with this just awful like piano sad music ends like where's jesse like we're supposed to give a (laughs) shit Uh,
1: yes thank you (laughs) they're like uh all right who are we missing oh no jesse Oh, no.
0: Sad piano.
1: Let's pretend to make the rest of the episode about that and then quickly divert. And so it goes to the
0: title sequence and then we get to have some exposition in the library. Giles gives him the vamp rundown. I actually love what they do here. And it, it immediately turned around my opinion on the editing because they do this... Glorious exposition bit where they're cutting between the good guys and the bad guys. Oh, yeah. And it it does a great flow of exposition, so you get to see the situation from both perspectives. Yeah, I
1: was just going to say, excellent expository editing. Needs some help with the action editing. Yeah,
0: and I don't know if that, the action editing gets any better later on in the series, but... Uh,
1: I feel like it does.
0: It, I'm not terribly worried about it. I, I mean... Half the point of watching this show is watching these characters just talk at each other.
1: Yeah, it's the best part.
0: So Jesse gets fed to the Master.
1: (laughs) Well, ah, but we don't know that yet.
0: Right. He just said... It's hinted that he's being fed to the Master. Uh, The Master is all super pissy because Darla uh, already tasted his blood.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And the master. So we, we, we get to see some actual character moments from him. Uh, some of the first hints of who he really is and why he has a hold over these people. Um, and we get a little more exposition from Giles later on the origin story of the master that, you know, the master doesn't just sit around and wank off about, well, 60 years ago, I tried to open the hell mouth. Um, th- thank God. <laughs> right. He but he anyway, doesn't
0: he doesn't explain to his minions the shit his minions already know.
1: Yeah, exactly. We get
0: to learn about what happened with the master and why he's in the
1: hellmouth from Giles later on. Yes. Which is really really nice. But living in the now. So, uh we get the master talking to Luke and Darla and he's like he's he's a bit of a floofer actually. A bit Yeah. A bit of a pants if um, you will. I don't know. Did you pick up on a Dr. Evil vibe? Uh, No. I I wrote down three different villains he reminded me of. Dr. Evil was not one of them, but it certainly does remind me of it now, Mr. Powers. Thank you. Um, No, I was going to say, is it just me, or did he seem a bit like the villain from Ace Ventura (laughs) 2? Can't be from the consulate, <laughs> right? <laughs> like that guy. I don't. I don't have any good lines from that no, guy off I, the top of my I head. I'm sitting here
0: drawing a blank as well, which is why I'm kind of sitting in silence. But
1: yeah, he's just he's. Oh, here here's one. Are you as good as they say, Mister Ventura? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Oh, okay, and then we get this beautiful moment where he stabs his minion in the eye. He's like, oh, oh wait, just a second. You've got something in your eye. And now it's like, ha-ha, the original pencil disappearing act. Yes, Except yes. it was his fucking fingernail that was like eight I, inches long. Especially through these
0: opening scenes with the Master, I still don't think I've decided on whether or not I like him as a villain. Because there, he seems to swing towards this dark, maniacal, and then just kind of over the con, over the top cartoon villain,
1: and I think he's a great start to uh to their set of a series of villains in this show, and I I think it sets the tone properly. Um, the last villain that I had written down that he reminds me of is Voldemort, which I think is uh, perfect. Uh, Voldemort was a little bit uh, feminine as well when you think about it. Um, and, it, and it's not necessarily feminine. It's more graceful. And I think it fits the theme Kind of British. A little bit. A little bit British. And it kind of fits the theme of having strong feminine characters. Like you cannot say that uh he does not have a legitimate um, mental and physical hold over his minions and it doesn't fucking matter if he's pulling any of this um, macho meathead bullshit like
0: well and there there's this beautiful uh set of lines between him and luke right when luke walks in and th- explains that they you know encountered the slayer and luke's like oh she got away and the master's like i that that so rarely happens and he has legitimate like comp like confidence in his his minion and like actually like gives him a little bit of like encouragement and it kind of shocked me because i'm so used to the oh my minions are all idiots and just this diabolical and that's again where i'm like swinging back between is he cartoony and over the top is Mm -hmm. he you know this more elaborate character and i think he's definitely becoming a little bit three-dimensional right and i think part of it
1: like is, he's not the claw from right. inspector gadget exactly he's not he's not oh, gonna I'll get
0: you next time and then laugh maniacally and fade into the darkness yeah. but the i just think maybe they hadn't quite found him yet and they're working on that, so I think that's going to change later. And I don't remember a whole lot about his role through the series, uh, because I haven't seen the first season that often.
1: Yeah, me either. But that's that's okay. That's part of what this is about: is rediscovering Buffy with exactly. beer. So, and also, I know I haven't said it in a while, so fuck you, Rex. Fuck you, Josh. Thank you. Hey, you got your steak. Your steak,
0: steak, 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 steak. So, next scene, what so happens? So, after all the exposition is done, Buffy decides that she needs to go, and she figure, she figures out that the entry into wherever their lair is is through the mausoleum. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, because she realized <laughs> that Luke came up behind her in the mausoleum.
1: She has this sudden epiphany. She's like, wait, he didn't come out of nowhere. He came out of a secret tunnel, and it must have been in that exact mausoleum. Or not mausoleum, what's the word? It's a mausoleum. It is a mausoleum.
0: It is a a mausoleum, and that's what she calls it.
1: Okay. And so she happens to be right.
0: So there's this lovely interaction with the principal, because she's like, oh, I'm going to just leave school, and he catches her at the gate.
1: I'm I'm calling him Principal Cockblock.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And... I'm so glad that the principals all like that is a thing. They all die.
1: Like every
0: every principal dies. Even Quark. Even Quark. <laughs> and I'm so glad because just in the scene, I hate this guy.
1: Yeah, seriously, I hate him so much. It's like, dude, she's like 16 years old. Okay, she uh, she doesn't need a hall pass. Two things to leave the campus. One. They legally can't lock a gate. No, no, they it's cannot, not prison. They can't lock you in, like the because there's they- a, this giant
0: iron gate, and he locks this gate. I, he puts a padlock on it in the scene. It's like he
1: does. You can't. You can't do that. Schools are more what and more like- What if there's a fire? <laughs> more and more like prisons nowadays. Um. And then and then she proceeds,
0: like he walks away, and before he's even like five feet away, she backflips over the gate.
1: Dude, it's like an eight to 10 foot high gate, yeah. too. And like- I'm not sure even enough- Nobody, nobody f- sees that. I don't think even enough time elapsed there's f- for her body to physically- No! Cover that distance, even if she was jumping- <laughs>
0: Yeah, the can I mean the camera angle is only of her feet, of her feet leaving the ground and yeah. landing. But more importantly though, there were people around. Nobody <laughs> saw her do that?
1: Yeah, nobody I was mean- watching. Everybody would have been gathered around going, The principal, ooh. who's
0: five feet away with just his back turned, didn't hear the noise of her like back flipping over this fucking gate.
1: Yeah, they'd have been watching her getting talked to by the principal, going, ooh, you in trouble. Just because you're in high school doesn't mean exactly. you're above that. So she gets to the
0: mausoleum, and in... First off, the secret passage that she comes to is a locked gate, a very large locked gate in the back of the mausoleum. So it's just like very by,
1: obviously a gate. Yeah,
0: with a I'd, chain and padlock on it. <laughs> I, like, thought,
1: I thought that was the exterior of the mausoleum. No, that was, that was inside the mausoleum. That was the secret passage? Yes, that was the secret right, passage. I'm sorry,
0: hard air quotes on that <laughs> yes. one, guys. And then, of course, in, enter Angel again.
1: Welcome and back, Broody, mysterious uh, stalker.
0: Every single time he's on camera, all I can see is him going, I'm so dark and broody.
1: Look how dark and broody I am, I'm tortured. Do the duck lips for us. Do the duck so he, lips. Oh, he did it. I mean, we he don't even it.
0: know that he's a vampire yet, but it, it's just- it's, it's pretty obvious. Oh, it's painful. It's painful. And there is no chemistry
1: between them. Really, actually, I, I felt like we finally got a small seed of future chemistry between them. Maybe we, at the end
0: of the scene, it, it but... was at
1: the very end of their conversation. Absolutely, but it was so dead, such a dead conversation until that. It, until it... she was like, uh, until she was like, "Hey, uh, don't you know what having friends is like?" or something like that. Yeah, and but before that, it literally feels like. Pre rehearsal, sitting in
0: the audition room, line reading.
1: Absolutely, it's having two and, leads that don't really here's the thing. have enough experience. Here's
0: the thing: I, I think it's more, more or less, on his part, because oh like, yeah, uh, she obviously knows what the hell she's doing. We see her her role with interacting with she other has characters. Excellent interactions yeah. with Willow, Xander, Giles but, all the time. But he is so fucking awkward. It
1: just doesn't know what to do with it. And I
0: I can't decide if it's him trying to like portray this dark, brooding, off-put, awkward I'm secretly a vampire vibe and just not doing it well or it's actually like him as an actor just kind of
1: not doing well. I feel like he's the kind of person who got that role by being at a party and a producer was there, and they said, "Excuse me, are you in the movies?" And he was like, "Uh, no. Well, you are now." That no, was his he, audition. He, he unquestionably got the the part because
0: he is tall and pretty.
1: Yeah, I still can't figure out like his. He doesn't. He doesn't get fat. It's like his bones extrude. His yeah. face is like twice as wide now. In uh, in bones and an angel than it is in the first couple seasons of of Buffy and I don't get it. How I, is that physically I, possible?
0: I, I don't know. Maybe like I didn't it's I haven't looked up fat. how old he He is. literally got big boned. Yeah. What? I I haven't looked up his age. Oh in yeah. The, in the beginning of this, but maybe it's just that he's just so young.
1: I think. Yeah, that's got to be it. Like he still had some bone growth to do. Definitely. So um, th-
0: then we. Uh, Angel doesn't go down with her because he's scared. Thank you. Um, Which, like, okay, if you're so scared, Angel, why'd you show up in the first place?
1: He wanted to help the Slayer. By, like, brooding at her. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. And she
0: she goes down into the sewers, and very shortly after she gets down into the sewers, Xander shows up.
1: Uh Uh-huh. First off, how did he get out of school? How the fuck did he? Wow. Um... (laughs) That's some good following there, buddy. Like, um, oh yeah, how did he get out the gate? Yeah, he didn't backflip
0: over that what damn thing. The shit, that was my first question: was how the hell did he get there? Yeah, and second off, how where did Angel go? It was daylight. Angel's a vampire, so Angel's like hiding in a corner of the mausoleum as Xander just strolls
1: on by. I'm sure he must have been doing that Spider-Man move where he's just up in a corner inexplicably (laughs) clinging to nothing. Exactly. Yeah. And Xander- um, I think I spoke too soon at the beginning of last episode when I said, ah, before you were a big fat asshole. Cause he's already kind of turning into such a self deprecating prick. Yeah. He's like, when Buffy told him he couldn't come, he was like, oh, I see because I'm inadequate and I'm less than a man. Okay. And just pouts away. I was like, oh my shit. The, f- and the moment he said that
0: in that earlier scene, I'm like, yes, you're less than a man because you're letting the super-powered woman go.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah! I, <laughs> good I mean, lord.
1: They, uh. they got one thing right, and that is the obnoxiousness of teen angst. So I'm going to oh, chalk it up yeah, to that. Yeah, and I'm not bothered by it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's definitely good characterization.
1: It's hard for me to say anything cool or, or witty or at all. I, I can usually make a few vowel sounds, and then I have to go away. I don't mean to interrupt your downward mobility. Yeah. You're the Slayer, and we're try. like the Slayerettes. Oh, please. Which brings up one of my quotes of the day. Giles is... So we, we start getting a little bit of uh, a feel for the roles of each character. Uh, last episode, the first half, was all about um, getting each character introduced... Hey, here's kind of who they are in the hierarchy of existence, but not so much, what exactly are they going to be doing throughout this series? And so uh, we get this beautiful moment where Giles is talking to Willow over her shoulder at the computer, and he's like, uh, well, if you don't want to go with him, why don't you stay here and help me, and uh, help me squeeze some... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> squeeze some information off of this dread machine. I'm sorry, that was a bit British, wasn't it? <laughs> Quite. <laughs> I I just loved that that one yeah, little, that one little soundbite.
0: Yeah, it's, <laughs> that was a bit British, wasn't it? <laughs> they divvy up their interactions because we get to see an interaction between um cuz the, the first episode was everyone interacting with Buffy. Yep. And introducing everyone to Buffy. Uh-huh. This, in this episode, we get to see Willow and Giles interacting. You know, Willow and Xander interacting. Mm-hmm. Xander and Giles to a little bit of an extent. But we yep. get to see the, the true seeds of the group dynamic that will come to be the Scooby gang. And I absolutely fucking love it. Yeah and more to the point through that scene and then the scene after before Xander runs off from school yep. both Xander and Willow the actors portray such good utter fucking shock at like <laughs> the, and they mentioned it multiple times through the 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 show oh, like, everyone's just fine with this. We're walking around with this big secret, and everyone's just fine. Everyone's just going on about their lives. Yeah, And it's like, we're having to deal with this. And they they portray that so well. And I, I really enjoyed that bit, just because if this were a real situation, that's exactly what it would be. Yeah, Everyone else would be
1: fine, and I, you're I like that struggling. We're, I like that we're getting to watch them uh, wrap their heads around um, the... Newfound existence of vampires, uh, here to and forth, unbeknownst to them. And uh, I thought that was most prominent when Xander was talking to Buffy in the sewer tunnel um, because he spent like the whole first episode just having a huge boner for her. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, and un- there, that- until he overheard them in the library. And then he's just confused. But then we get our first real, very. Sincere moment between Xander and Buffy while they're in the tunnel, and Buffy tells the story about uh, c- cutting a vampire's head off with just an X-acto knife. She's like, "I'm sorry, that's probably a little gruesome or something like that." He's like, "Actually, I find it strangely comforting." Yeah, and Which- <laughs> I, I like the fact that Xander
0: is painted in this in this light. Like earlier, he's whiny. Mm-hmm. But especially in the interaction between him and Buffy in the tunnels we get to see this he's scared he's confused still and doesn't know what to do but he has to do something he he's not comfortable just sitting back and letting shit happen and that is fucking commendable
1: Absolutely. and i
0: I actually really enjoy that like and he knows he's out of his depth and he knows that he's uh coward but he's still willing to he still has to do something yeah and that's great so then they're in the tunnels and they come across jesse
1: fucking jesse are you dead yet jesse jesse
0: who's laying in the tunnel chained up
1: to the wall obviously he's a trap obviously he's a vampire (laughs) you know what not too obviously i did i was like oh they found him like, I mean, wouldn't they want to be like, you know, waiting nearby so that they could leap on? Oh, he's the vampire. Okay, cool. You he didn't, didn't all... pick up on that? No, at all. I didn't. <laughs> the second I saw him, I'm like, oh, they turned him into a vampire. Right? You know, good call. Good call. It was it was still a surprise for me. Uh, I was thinking about other things. So, Jesse is a terrible
0: villain. Because there are a couple of times where Jesse could have easily vamped and killed at least one of them before the other one could have responded. If
1: he weren't such a tool, but
0: he's such a tool that he needs to like monologue at Xander, <laughs> and he's not even like he's a minion. So like every bad guy on Supernatural ever, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So he has to monologue, and so they get. What to do the you mean s- exactly? You've never seen Supernatural? I've seen some. Okay. I don't know how much, but like two, three seasons. Yeah, fair enough. So they get to this dead end, and the other vampires are coming, and Jesse reveals that he's a vampire. But it's completely inconsequential that Jesse's a vampire, because Willow just grabs him and throws him out the door.
1: <laughs> and then... The part Wait, that Will- I think... Willow does? Or
0: Buffy. Buffy. I mean Buffy. Buffy I was just- like,
1: damn, you just jumped ahead,
0: son. Yes. So Buffy just grabs a hold of... of- jesse and throws him out the door but then for some reason the superhero chick needs xander's help to close the door
1: yeah i i I couldn't figure it i was like did he is he like holding his arm on the door to keep her trapped behind it or is she like fiddling with a latch what's going on girl who could break open a double steel door only an
0: episode ago and so they (laughs) they escape out into the sunlight. Which is, you know, the vampires can't possibly follow them because it's in the sunlight.
1: Oh, my God. That that was priceless. She, <laughs> she She's so calmly and instruct, instructively while she's got this gray, crusty vampire hand clinging to her ankle while they're both trying to get out of the sewer. She's like, Xander, Xander, pull, pull. <laughs> yeah, she's she's very calm through all this. Very calm. And it took a little too long. First of all, he already was pulling. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, they just spent way too much time. But more on importantly. That suspense scene. But more importantly,
0: she has super strength. Super strength. Why does she
1: need Xander's help to pull? <laughs> Xander, I'm a bit for clamped. <laughs> I'm going to need think, you to yank on my torso just, a bit. You know, for to close
0: the door, she needed moral support from Xander. <laughs> and to pull was, the vamp out of the out of the sewer, she needed moral
1: support from Xander. She was so bored that, <laughs> that we needed to spend an extra, I don't know, 15 seconds establishing that vampires get hurt by the light when their skin touches it. And that was how they escaped. Yeah. So
0: we get to go back to the library for more uh Willow and Giles. Yep. And I I love this bit because it it's the first true moment that we get to see how just quick Willow is. Mhm. And it, she falls into this this research mode alongside alongside Giles so well. And it like their best she, butts yeah they they find they they click immediately Perfect. it's it's fantastic and then we get this beautiful line from giles like all my favorite lines in this episode are from giles oh this was a good
1: one for giles where
0: where willow goes oh then there was like a rash of murders before this happened and his response is great and he's so happy he's like oh wait n- you know not not great that's that's not how I meant it. Oh, oh, not not great that they're murdered, but you know,
1: uh, cheers. Uh, I <laughs> uh, love
0: I love his acting in this. It's so fantastic.
1: So what happens after
0: that? Uh, after that, that's when uh, w- Buffy and Xander show up, and they reveal to Willow that uh, Jesse is a vampire. Mm-hmm. And we get another amazing. Actually, I think
1: uh, between that, uh, we get to see the actual harvest starting. Yeah, yeah they're
0: they're doing the back and forth cut stuff again, and yep. we get to see the the bit of ritual where the master gives power to Luke. And
1: <laughs> the almighty Luke. <laughs> the almighty you Luke. Who shall be my vessel. I shall draw this thing in black And the, the whole premise of the ritual on is your that forehead.
0: since the master can't leave the Hellmouth, uh, he basically imbues Luke with the power to feed and funnel energy and blood to the master so that the master will gain power to be able to break himself out of the Hellmouth.
1: Yeah, he's a remote control blood drinker. Exactly. That's all you need to know. Exactly. And then they can bring their friends back and good times will be had. Uh, that's about as evil as they get. Honestly, they're still not as evil as Cordelia, in my opinion. Um, so then we go back to the Buffy crew in the library and they're talking about... And then we get a little more exposition. And
0: I got another another line to pull out here. Uh-oh. Uh, another quote, which is... You're scaring me, Rex. Yes. Uh... Which is Xander, who is irritated that his his friend, his friend is a vampire now. He he, he kicks he kicks the trash he can, kicks the recycling bin oh. so emphatically, and and then he says, "I don't like vampires. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm going to take a stand and say they're not good." <laughs>
1: <laughs> his delivery is perfect. Yeah, it's just as much wry, not sincere. Acting as Jesse's death deserves. Right. <laughs> he's not dead yet. He's, well, he's dead enough. Um, w- but Xander is struggling with that. Yeah, poor Xander. He's got so much growth left. So they, they decide... So much character development.
0: They decide that the harvest is going to happen at the bronze, because where else the fuck is it going to happen? Yeah, that came out of nowhere, um, didn't it? Well... It, you know, it makes sense. Where is the one place in this tiny shithole town, As established. according to Cordelia, <laughs> um, it is established that the only place anybody ever can go is the bronze. So where are they going
1: to go to, you know, have lots of people together. Yeah, kill? where else are the cool kids and the nerds and all of the local garage bands and your new librarian going to mingle in one damn spot? The bar the- without... And and as Cordelia said in the previous scene, they do not have a cover on Friday nights. The bronze. The bronze. The bronze. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Buffy talks to her mom. Her mom just keeps catching her at the worst times. Yeah. Oh, man.
0: Yeah. I and know that feeling. So, yeah. She,
1: <laughs> Buffy has to stop back at home
0: to get weapons and, and gear and such. Uh-huh. And her mom comes Girl in. Girl needs a car. <laughs> right. Her mom comes in and is like, you missed some school today. This is your second day of, of school, which is a, already a Friday, by the way. <laughs> um, like they, I'm getting calls
1: Cor- from the principal already.
0: Yeah, Cordelia said that it was a Friday, so apparently the first
1: day of school was, was a Thursday. Well, I mean, it was Buffy's first day of school. Oh, true, true. She's behind, so she's being inserted and at, at an odd time in the semester. Right. Why not start on a Monday, though? Giggity. Why not start on a Monday?
0: Yeah. So, she's grounded, but what does that matter? She can backflip over eight-foot-tall iron gates, so she can get out of her freaking
1: house. Right? Also, um, her window was wide open just behind her shoulder from her directly from her mother's point of view the whole yeah. time they were talking. If she was ballsy enough to slip off of campus, there...
0: Either her mom really trusts her daughter to follow what she says, or she's really dumb. She's got a little bit of naivety. It's like your daughter has been expelled from one school, already skipping school on her second day at at another school, and you don't think she's not
1: going to climb out a window? Uh, Thank you, Mrs. Brady. (laughs) Buffy, you're not doing this again, are you? You haven't burnt down the gym yet, have you? Oh, Buffy, I'll make us some dinner. You're grounded. (laughs) Uh, So we get to see... Oh, also, um, I thought it was funny that uh, her mom was like, I know, if you don't go, it's the end of the world. Honey, everything's the end of the world to a 16-year-old girl. And I was like, ha! It actually is the end of the world. And it made me wonder... What if the whole show is actually just like Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> <laughs> She's so, not really the Slayer. This is just her her messed up perspective of what high school and college is. It's an <laughs> analogy for her coping mechanisms for her broken home.
0: <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so, Josh. Yeah, I, I definitely prefer to take it literally. You mean besides me? No, I didn't ask. You mean you mean besides me? Do you believe? Do you believe? Do 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 you believe? I didn't ask. We have to achieve our dreams, otherwise we wither and die. We're going to the other cool place in Sunnydale.
0: I agree. So we get to see her stash of weapons. And the the number one thing that stuck out for me bottles of mystery fluid and wooden stakes. Well, mystery fluid is holy unquestionably water. holy water, but she pulls out one particular stake <laughs> that is a foot long and it is sharpened in its entirety. It looks like a foot long wooden spike, not not the pencil sharpener stakes that they've had up to this point. Yeah, you and she slides use, this into her her sleeve. You could shoot up heroin with this goddamn yeah. stake, and like finally she has a weapon that looks like a fucking weapon yeah so she grabs the stuff and they head to the bronze explain to me how they leave school in daylight they go to her house in daylight <laughs> but it's nighttime but the vampires get to the bronze they have invaded the bronze and by the time the scooby gang gets there it's locked did they stop for ice cream <laughs> because did they walk the whole way? Does Giles not have a car? They had to keep Willow happy somehow. Okay. Yeah, the girl needs ice cream. Girl- and I do have to say, there is some great moments with the vampires coming up to the bronze.
1: They do this awesome sunlight. Is it The guy who's er- really, really underpaid for the for the his oh, peck oh, level of epicness. Before we get there, before we get
0: there, we get to see sunset. Yeah. And it's like a a great cinematic moment where they're showing sunset and the the soundtrack's fantastic for it. And then cut to the the bouncer standing outside of the door counting money. On a night that they didn't have a cover, so I don't know where he had this money. (laughs) He's a drug dealer. He's moonlighting. Apparently. But this dude has so much muscle.
1: Like so, he
0: he is so ridiculously ripped. He looks like if you just poke him with the the <laughs> stake that Buffy has, he's just gonna go.
1: <laughs> I was just gonna all say, over the he place. He must have been shooting up with
0: Buffy's <laughs> yes. stake. Yes, he looks fucking he collagen looks injections. He looks inflatable directly into his chest. But the camera's on him, and we get to see from from the darkness. In semi-slow motion, the vampires slowly walk out of the darkness, and it's a great fucking sequence.
1: It was. Was it just me, or were could you legitimately not tell whether or not it was the Buffy crew or the Master crew? There un- was that moment where I wasn't sure. Until they came into focus. It,
0: there was that moment where I wasn't sure. <laughs> and I, could, I didn't remember if they got there before the vampires Yeah, did. no,
1: definitely me either. So then we get to
0: Luke basically says you're all doomed. We're gonna eat you. Uh-huh. Who Luke I from this point on will dub Mr. Dramatic.
1: Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Be- before we get there, um can I just say it was it was kind of epic and some really good character development for Cordelia. Um with our establishing shot of the bronze, with Cordelia sitting there uh spouting some misandry about uh, her opinion of men, which brings me to another couple quotes of my day. She was talking about Jesse. I could get on board with uh, how she felt about Jesse, but at the same time, it was kind of fucked up. She described him. He was he was like a little puppy dog following me around. He just kind of wanted to put him down, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's cruel. That's what you want to do to puppies." I mean, that's 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 witty, but <laughs> cruel. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. And she's just like, no, senior boys are the way to go. I mean, they have cars. (laughs) Which is fantastic. And then uh, one more uh, beautiful moment from Cordelia. And when I say beautiful, I mean, holy shit. Uh, She's an
0: awful, awful girl. (laughs) This is
1: definitely our longstanding antagonist uh, when she says, Shit! What was the next thing well, she she's, said? She's she's
0: talking the whole
1: time. Yeah, and then
0: one of her friends says one thing, and then her response is,
1: "Excuse me, can you let me get a single sentence finished? Thank you." No, uh, what the other thing was was she was at the she was talking about shopping at the mall, and she's like, "And I always just want the most expensive thing, and you know, it's not because it's expensive, it's because it costs the most." That whole bit
0: made me think of the movie 10 things i hate about you yes and the scene where the two the two girls are talking and they're like i love my, i love my prada bag and i like my Skechers," <laughs> yeah. and the other one's like i love my prada bag or i love my Skechers." <laughs> well that's because you don't have a prada bag
1: <laughs> i am filled with christ's love was that that movie or was that a different that movie? was a different movie okay still i you know same sentiment Okay, just needed to cover that before we got Cordelia, too far away from it.
0: Cordelia does a pretty good job in these early episodes of playing that conceited
1: Valley Girl. Yeah, absolutely. and I just learned today that the term Valley Girl actually became a thing in 1982. I actually think I knew that. Well, you probably saw the same Facebook post today that I did. No,
0: I don't think I did. Huh. I, I spent time in California in my early 20s. Though. Oh,
1: Okay. I lived there ever so briefly. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, I didn't forget about that. I just don't think of it as California. Also, you generally don't care. Fuck you, Rex. Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> ah. Hey, you got your steak, steak. Hey, you got your steak, 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 steak,
0: steak. So we get Mr. Dramatic.
1: Blue. <laughs> He's clearly so in love with the master. He's so in love. <laughs> he loves the master. He just hasn't quite gotten that chance to suckle him his ball sack yet.
0: <laughs> I hope and he gets it.
1: I don't want this to look uh, homophobic at all. I like I legitimately I I'm hopeful for their No that I mean it's sad if that's unrequited love. I know, right?
0: And especially it- since they're immortal.
1: Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> how long has Luke been following the master around?
1: You know, I mean, unless that's not what the master wants, the friend zone's not a Ob- thing. Obviously, that's not what the master wants. It's really not, and he needs to
0: respect. He that. just wants to eat some slayers.
1: <laughs> uh, so I think it's an abusive. Buffy gets in through the roof. I hope Luke and there's gets out one of
0: it. vampire sitting on the balcony, uh, uh, and no one else on the balcony for some reason. You mean the catwalk? Or yeah, the catwalk. Yeah. So, yeah, it was above the balcony. I apologize. Okay. So, it's on the catwalk. And the vampire on the catwalk is not looking around at all. <laughs> it's like, why are you even up there if you're just looking down? He just like, kind of let out this little growl. Right. He's like, <laughs> mm. Okay, like, lurch. Two things. One, who are you growling at? <laughs> you're just sitting in the dark alone. No one else is around and no one can hear you and you're just
1: making growling noises. He was obviously looking at a copy of Penthouse. Yes, we just couldn't see it.
0: And Buffy throws him off the catwalk, and the the like punch sound that you hear uh, before they show her throw him is so lame and weak sounding. <laughs> and then she just tosses him off the catwalk, which kind of saddens me, because I would have liked to see a little bit of a fight happen there.
1: Also because she saved Cordelia in the process.
0: Yeah. And of all the
1: people to save.
0: Yeah, it's awful. I mean, let, it could have been worse. get bitten.
1: Could have been worse. She could have saved Jesse. Yeah, that would have been worse. <laughs> that would
0: have been unquestionably worse. Yeah. But we get a, a nice little bit of banner between uh, Buffy and Luke, and then she jumps off the catwalk has this awesome dramatic landing on the pool
1: table. It was very nice. Not quite as nice as her kill with the pool cue. Yes, where she stabs off camera and it just she lets
0: it go and it stays there. <laughs> Which was just fantastic. And I was disappointed because it it stayed there and she took her jacket off. I wanted her to grab it as like take her jacket off and then grab the and pool and continue queue. using yeah. it yeah yeah they really missed an opportunity there i think that would have been amazing
1: eh, it still served its purpose you know hindsight is 2020 yes yes i mean we're going to edit our pilot episode a little bit so oh yeah. we're going yeah i mean
0: and we're going we're going to edit this a lot uh-huh and then of course like all through like what you
1: just said right there about editing this a lot I'm probably gonna edit that. Yeah. So you were saying, asshole. Fuck you, Rex. Fuck you, Josh. Very nice. So, good one,
0: Shaggy. (laughs) Like, guys. So every single time there's a fight. Now, ever (laughs) since I watched that first episode, every single time there's a fight.
1: We're totally stuck in the bronze, you guys. (laughs) God damn it, Josh.
0: (laughs) Every single time there is a fight with Buffy. And it cuts, and it's like, oh, look, a stunt double. <laughs> and I can't stop hearing that in my head.
1: <laughs> You're the only one looking for stunt doubles, dude. I can't <laughs> not see them,
0: apparently. <laughs> apparently. They did a bit better of a job incorporating the stunt double in this than in the in the pilot, right?
1: Um, I just kind of tune out when a fight scene starts. I'm like, oh, thank God, I can stop paying attention for a minute.
0: <laughs> yeah, but sometimes <laughs> you get some winny, witty banner yeah, during that. Sometimes. Not this time. No. <laughs> the fight between Luke and Buffy is not good. It wasn't... I liked how it ended. I liked how it ended. It was very lackluster. There is this great moment, though, because after Xander and Giles and Willow get in and they're they're rushing people out, there's this great moment where Xander's wrestling with uh, another vampire and she grabs the symbol from the drums yes. and frisbees it and decapitates the dude. Xander did that. You said she. No, she threw the, she decapitated him with the the Buffy symbol. Buffy
1: decapitated him.
0: Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought Xander did no, that. No, he was he was wrestling with him. Okay. And he was holding him. Yeah. And then she saw what happened as like she's fighting Luke up on the stage, and she frisbees the, the symbol and decapitated it.
1: Which him. is fantastic, because I just saw an episode of Ash versus the Evil Dead where the same thing happens, except it was a demon killing a human, because that show's just fucking brutal. Right. Uh, but this is a, a podcast about Buffy, yes, not about Ash. No, no. Um, um, I highly recommend it, personally it's hard for me to say anything cool or, or witty or at all i i can usually make a few vowel sounds and then i have to go away i don't mean to interrupt your downward mobility yeah you're the slayer and we're to like the slayerettes oh please
0: but there is this great bit inter intercut with the the fight between luke and buffy god why did they name him luke it's such a bad villain name luke <laughs>
1: The and master is not your so father, Jesse, but he
0: is your daddy. So Jesse and Xander have their kind of comeuppance. Mm-mm. And Xander is, of course, trying to be like, no, you're still my friend. There, <laughs> yeah. There's still some good in you. And you're it's still like,
1: in there somewhere, Jesse. I like, know it. Ah.
0: He, Xander has already been told by Buffy and Giles at this point that, no, Jesse is dead. That thing is a vampire. And and that's the thing that killed him. Right, and there was even a good line that Giles had that no, Jesse is dead. The thing you see there is the thing that killed him. Yeah, exactly. And I love that that viewpoint of yeah, they they look like the people we knew, but no, those are the things that killed the people we knew. Yep. But Xander doesn't even get to kill Jesse. <laughs> He's yeah. holding the spike. <laughs> and what? I mean, someone like he kind of killed him. He he was holding the stake,
1: but <laughs> but someone just bumps into Jesse and like stabs him in the heart. Yeah, <laughs> Jesse got the most lackluster, unnoteworthy death that he deserved. He did deserve it. It was beautiful. It was, it was fantastic. But <laughs> and then everybody promptly forgot about it. Personally, I think
0: Xander deserved to have a little bit more of a hand in killing Jesse. But the, je- the the
1: death was... Fit- Might have helped him grieve more. Right. The death was fit for Jesse, but not for Xander. Yeah. Which, you know, definitely explains why Xander get It, it gives Xander some uh, I get to be broody points later on. Oh, and I, I just looked down
0: at my notes and noticed this. Um, when when Buffy throws the symbol to decapitate the vampire, okay. she yells heads up.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I wrote that down too. I had it listed as a possible quote of the day. I'm not voting for that. no,
0: it's it's good though. it's good though.
1: Um, but can't can't be in a little
0: too over the top, but sometimes that's what you need.
1: right. okay, so then we wrap up the uh, the fight scene with Buffy and Luke. yep, um, and boy, it looks... does she juke the shit out of him? Yes, she does. <laughs> hey, uh, well, there's still one thing that can kill you and sunlight, and it literally all it comes down to is uh, a hot made you look. Like really, wow, the master sure chose and his her, minions her well. her li-
0: her line to him is just fantastic.
1: There's
0: one only there's one thing that can kill you, sunlight and she throws the stand into the window. It's a pool
1: cue through the window, I think.
0: No, it's a it's a symbol stand.
1: Okay, I'll take your word for it. Uh,
0: Cuz it's metal. It's metal,
1: sure. And oh, he was Luke, like, "Metal, says, can't metal can't kill, me. kill me." Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so she throws it through the window, and he like turns and looks at the light, and he's like, "Ah!" Uh, and then uh, he uh, has uh, this <laughs> very Schwarzenegger esque <laughs> and he has this moment where he's like, "Well, it, it's just light," and she goes. <laughs> Sunlight's in nine hours, dumbass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, just nonchalantly stabs him. Yeah, and and the heart, and, and Luke is dead with a stake. That was all it took. Was uh, made you look. Yep, uh, and doke because
0: cause the master chooses the best minions.
1: <laughs> so we we
0: wrap up the the bronze scene with a really good line from Xander. Where everyone's gathered around, the place is empty. The vamps are dead, and Xander goes, "Nothing will ever be the same."
1: No, it will not.
0: And then the very next scene is the next day, and everything is the same.
1: Everything's exactly the <laughs> fucking same. And Cordelia is still just a horrible, talking mad shit.
0: Horrible. So there's this. It, they end the episode with this beautiful bit between the, the whole Scooby gang and they're talking about how to move on from here how to like deal with the the situation and giles is like this isn't the end there's gonna be more the master's still alive so forth so on
1: yeah he, if he wasn't careful there he was about to have a precursor to rick and morty it was almost like M- M- Muffy. Buffy, we're going to have season season 18. It's going to be episode 1209 of Buffy and Giles and Giles and Buffy. And this is going to be great, Buffy. Just you and me, Buffy.
0: And so Buffy and Willow and Xander start talking about something completely unrelated about uh, Buffy getting kicked out of school. And they're just bantering about that. And one of the my favorite moments in the entire season one is they walk off, Giles just watches them walk off, and he turns to the camera. before
1: he says it, uh, Willow has a great line. She says, you could try burning down the school. They're pretty strict about that kind of thing.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> great nod back to her burning down the gym on her, at her own school. <laughs> and so the episode ends with Giles to camera going, the earth is doomed.
1: <laughs> because fucking high school students. <laughs> yes, all these hormones. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and on that
0: moment, we're going to take a second as I need another beer.
1: Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Give, 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 give me more. Night, I shall give walk walking. here. Hold on. You've got something in your eye. Beer. Uh, Beer. There is beer in my heart. Oh, wait, no, that's angina. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I just like the word angina because it sounds like Virginia. (laughs) That's not where you thought I was going with that, did you? All right. I have no idea what you're talking about. What else do we have to say about this, Rex? How did you feel coming out of this episode, Rex? What was your favorite of, of all the quotes of the day? What would you have to say is your favorite and why? Oh, that's hard because definitely
0: more than anyone else, uh, Giles and Xander get the best lines. Xander had a couple good ones, I guess. I'm going to have to go with, I don't like vampires. I'm going to take a stand and say they are not good. (laughs) Um, Mostly just because his delivery there is so perfect. Because before the moment he says the line, he's obviously angry. Yeah. And rather than like shouting and like throwing things, you know, he kicks one thing and his anger is just pure wit. And I think it just it really pays it pays off as him being a very intelligent and witty character, even though he doesn't get credit very often about being intelligent and witty.
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, my first thought was um, uh, you you don't get to get away with being uh, that pissed off in high school. Oh, wait, they have a private library just for these, uh, (laughs) these three students and this one British... New librarian that the new that the principal doesn't seem to care for his or respect his decisions very well. <laughs> no, definitely not. He was when he was keeping Buffy from leaving the campus. Uh, uh, Principal Cockblock was like, Well, that may be how they do things in Britain, Miss Summers. That's her last name, right? Yes, but that's not how we do things here. So, what was your favorite quote of the day, Josh? You know what? I think I'm going to take a hit out of left field, and I'm going to give my quote of the day award to uh, Angel and uh, Buffy collectively. Angel said, don't go down there. And she said, deal with my going.
0: I completely (laughs) missed that
1: line. That is a good line. Because we're going to have so many good ones from Giles and Xander and Willow and Buffy. That is true. Um, that I, I wanted to to give one to an Angel and and Buffy moment. No, early deal, on. Deal with my going. That's a that is an excellent line. Deal with my going. I, I completely
0: I, missed that. Yeah. I, I'm disappointed that I missed that line. I think
1: it's just an exemplary form of their their new languageifying of the the language the way <laughs> the languageifying of the language that's right you can make an adverb out of anything you're so eloquent josh i know <laughs> fuck you and thank you and you're trained as an actor <laughs> i have a degree in making an ass out of myself well you definitely didn't need an education to be good at that well thank you
0: <laughs> and that's so why we're here at the at the end of it did you like the episode
1: you know, I it was it was better than I expected. It started off poorly, I think. Yeah. But it laid some good foundation. Yeah. That I think that, uh, if I remember correctly, they squander away um over the course of uh the first season.
0: Well, yeah, and going going into this episode, I was really bothered by just how Pointlessly and kind of quickly, they resolved the cl- the cliffhanger from the last episode. Yeah, and that was really off-putting.
1: And they came around from that. Oh yeah, but I didn't I, get I... to make fun of how she uh, at, at the end of last episode. I was like, oh, how's she gonna get Luke off of her? She sure is fucked now. Uh, oh, she burned him with her with yeah, the cross and the necklace, and and he ran away, and, and he yeah, said, "Ee," exactly. and he ran away. And it... <laughs>
0: completely tossed aside the tension from the previous episode, and uh-huh. I didn't like that. So I, I started from a very low point on this episode, just because the, that first opening intro is awful.
1: Yeah. Also... And
0: the the editing in that intro is awful.
1: I must say, I'm definitely... Uh, I mean, we necessarily must be paying much more attention to it this time around than certainly the first time I saw Buffy the Vampire Slayer in its entirety, uh, because I just watch TV um, so that I have some background noise and something to watch while I'm eating, mostly. Right. I'm not sitting there writing out two pages of notes and a uh, well-thought-out analysis. Like, it took me an hour and a half to watch this episode. Right, that- and it, so obviously our viewing this time is going
0: to be different. And I... but. With that opening, I was really disappointed, but it came around, and i I enjoyed, I enjoyed the fi- the finalization, yeah, and resolving of the harvest. Um, I was actually shocked that Luke was killed at this at the end of this episode. I know I they thought, sure got rid of him quick. Yeah, I thought he was going to be like ar- he wasn't that great, for but he wasn't that bad either. Right? Um, I he's over the top, but. You know, there's something enjoyable about
1: that. Yeah. I Damn it. I wanted an excuse to make more Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions. Exactly. Exactly. Get to the chopper. Because <laughs> that's not overdone. Anyway, this has been Beers with Buffy. I'm Josh King. I'm Rex Hansen. See you next time. To this this cult? You don't like the
0: color?
1: <laughs> you have a sacred birthright. You were chosen to destroy vampires, not to wave pom-poms at people. Why can't you people just leave me alone? You are the flare. Go ahead. Pam. I'm a watcher.
0: Hey, Wolf. Thank you, bye. Suck you by bye. Everything you've ever dreaded was under your bed, but told yourself couldn't be by the light of day. One gallon all the world,
1: yeah. one gallon all the world, was a bit British, wasn't it?
0: Wait, what have we done? Wh- why are we watching this? <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs>